Nietzsche once said that he who has a why can bear almost any how. I understand this now. I spent the last nine months working on a product for my clients. It's called Easy Grow. Don't worry, I'm, I'm not here to try and sell you something, but I'm here to try and teach you something that I've learned recently. So I spent the last nine months of my life basically raising a, like, a product. And it's taken me about 2,100 hours to complete. And it was probably the worst thing I've ever done in my life in terms of difficulty, energy expenditure, burnout, mental stress, mental strain. It was is the worst thing I've done by by a long shot. And I've done some things before that have stretched me, i.e. building two companies to seven and more seven figures. But this product builds the hardest thing I've ever done. My name's Charlie Morgan. I built and scaled two businesses. One of them was called Northflow Consulting. It's a marketing agency. You can go and look it up if you want. We signed over 350 clients. We got to seven figures. We then eventually moved towards a coaching company called Imperium Acquisition, which is currently a multi-seven-figure coaching business. We're on the road to eight figures. My current goal, the, the entire objective of my reality or life or consciousness is to scale a consulting company to eight figures. And that's where my attention has been. That's been the focal point of my attention for the, for the last really year and a half. What I've realized is that it's possible to scale to eight figures without having your house in order. When I say house in order, what I mean by that is the quality of the thing you're actually selling to get you there. So products are vehicles for commercial success and you can ride a product by selling it. And by ride, I mean the, the product is the horse, right? And you are the jockey. And here's the thing, like to run fast or to, to look like you're running fast, to win the race in the short term, you can have a pretty bad horse, which is very counterintuitive. But a lot of people have bad horses and they build businesses around products that are subpar and suboptimal. And I'm sure that you've been well aware of this because you've probably bought a product from an online coach or consultant before, a 997 course or something, someone that's doing really well, someone that's probably making a lot of money and you were impressionable, you purchased something from them because you perceived they had authority because they were making a lot of money. You thought they were going to teach you the ways, you bought the ways only to find out that the jockey was riding a bad horse. But here's the thing about horses, right? In the short term, you can get away with riding a bad horse, one that's a bit ragged, one that, you know, is pretty suboptimal for winning a long race. But in the long term, if you want to win, you need your horse to be new and healthy and fresh, right? That's how I've been looking at my company recently. Warren Buffett says that in order for you to succeed in business, you need to have what he calls a moat. And a moat is obviously pretty self-explanatory. It's that big body of water that you're going to build around a castle to prevent intruders from entering the castle and pillaging the village and, you know, taking the crown. And if Warren Buffett says it, it's good enough for me. So, you know, I've been thinking on this for a long time, like what is the moat for Imperium acquisition? Now, what's the thing that we use to defend ourselves? For about a month, I sat with this question, like what is my moat? What's the thing that I can actually use to keep intruders at bay and, and hold the crown, right? The problem with the current online marketing space is that people's emotes are very emulatable. And I'm not sure if that's a word that I've just made up, but the word emulate means to copy. And, you know, if your moat is something that can be copied, then it's not a moat because if there's, if there's a, an opposing castle and they realize that they can just copy and paste your moat to their castle, then they have the same advantage as you, which usually means that your advantage becomes a disadvantage or at least neutral. It's no longer an advantage. So I sat with this question for a long time until I realized that like what one thing that people can't copy and I realize that it's pain and this sounds really strange but let me let me break this down for you the product that I've built the new one that we're releasing on the 7th of February so a week from me recording this so probably a couple days from when you're watching this it's called easy grow and easy grow is a program designed to make client acquisition easy as of me recording this we have 280 videos we've got six or seven different individual courses i won't show it to you now i'll do a reveal later on but essentially it's by far the most advanced 
detailed and comprehensive product ever made on client acquisition like that i'm and i'm telling you now nothing comes close you in fact i'm you could take every other course in the market combine them into one and it still wouldn't supersede what we have created in value now obviously i'm biased and i recognize that because it's my creation and you know if you ask a mother if her son's the fastest boy in school she's probably going to say it's her son because you know it's just what you do with your kids and that's what i'm looking at easy grow as because it took me nine months to fucking build it <laughs> i've been through the gestation period my trimesters are over and it's done that was strange but you get the point right anyway back to this moat thing so i was thinking about this for a long time and what do i mean by pain well i realized that in order to create advantage you have to create things inside of your business that people can't copy and here's the thing about my product right someone could buy the product and they could try and copy it but the levels of suffering they would have to go through and the hoops and the fire they'd have to walk through to build something even remotely close to what we've created is so significant that i don't think anyone would be able to do it and so i basically put myself through a test or a trial trial by fire right over the last last nine months and I don't want this video to see like I'm virtue virtue signaling because I don't want that to be the case but what I'm trying to do is give you information that I've just uncovered that's helping me get to eight figures right or at least I think and so you know I set myself this challenge of building this product and I've had help from team members from from third parties from clients of ours my business partner Bo's played a huge role in it but ultimately I've spent nine months in this room here right locked away on my computer I even bought a fucking walking treadmill and a standing desk so that I could exercise whilst at working i sacrificed pretty much everything i think i've probably seen five friends in the last nine months i actually stopped going to the gym for a period of time as well just so i could wake up and get straight to work i've dropped a lot of other habits that were particularly healthy that i'm picking back up now that it's finished but basically i put myself through nine months of suffering on a level that i didn't initially believe i could comprehend or even even withstand right and it all sounds like oh but charlie you're, you're just building a course you go and try and build a course <laughs> most people can't even make a 10 minute youtube video without pulling their hair out there was one module in the program called Acquisition Genesis. It took me 600 hours to make it. For every hour of training in Acquisition Genesis, I put 20 to 30 hours into so I was I would spend like probably like an on acquisition genesis like an entire week for each module. So we've got like three and a half hour long videos on systems thinking, and it would take me four or five days of twelve hour a day thinking and mapping out to create it. What I'm trying to say here is like if you, if you want to win and if you want to own a market and if you want to monopolize a field of commerce, right, such as client acquisition, the only way to do that is by having a moat. When someone comes knocking on your castle doors, they can't knock on the doors. They can't get to the drawbridge because there's such a fucking big body of water in the way. And the only way to build something like that, in my opinion, is is the product. Because now I'm now I know what it takes to compete with me. I'm much more relaxed because I know that if someone wants to compete with me, they have to do it on a product level. In the long term, you know, the long race with the horses, the only horse that wins is the healthy one that might not look, it doesn't necessarily in the short term look the healthiest, but in the long term, it has the most longevity to it. Yeah, so if you want to win, you have to have the best product. The thing about the, the online space here is that you can win in the short term over a one to two, maybe even five year time horizon. You can win with subpar product. When someone comes along who has a product that supersedes everybody else's in the market combined, and the value that is created by that into the market is, is exceptional. And that person comes along, they might not have the flashiest marketing, they might not have the biggest budget or the fanciest equipment. They might not have the biggest audience or the biggest reach. But you give that person 10 years, you give them a decade in the market and they will crush everyone. And I've always been one for long-term thinking. And I've always been one to strategize and comprehend time horizons that exceed 
three to five years. So when I'm making decisions for my business and what I should be working on, I'm not looking at the next six months because here's the thing, right? With the current version of our product, which, you know, the current one we have, which we've been selling for 18 months, we could scale to eight figures. We could ramp up the price, right? It still works and it's still really valuable. And it's, it's ironically, it's still one of the best products, if anything, the best. We've got 225 star reviews on Trustpilot. We've got dozens and dozens of client testimonials and interviews and, you know, it works incredibly well. But what I could have done for the last nine months is focus on marketing and everything like that and making better content making more youtube videos and just doing ads and all that stuff and i could have done that for the, for the last nine months and right now i could be in a position where i'm making 600 700 grand a month as opposed to 300 or 400 right but i've sacrificed that short-term growth and gratification because i know that the nine months i've just spent building that product the the dividends that i and the, the rewards that i will reap and the dividends that i will be able to receive from that work as opposed to working on the marketing stuff is significantly greater in the long term in the time horizons that i work with so i'm thinking about 10 years and I was sitting down and I was like what sort of moat can I create because you know originally the, the previous moats that I've had in business have revolved around outreach strategies or acquisition channels so I, I, I uncovered my loom system famous loom system that I created right and we use that to grow our agency but then word starts to spread and then slowly but surely your advantage is m- might still be strong but it's significantly weaker than it was before what you have to think about is he who has a why can bear any house what I said at the start of the video right people don't put themselves through nine months of extreme suffering for no reason. So when I was making this program, I burned myself out four or five times to the point where I actually had to just spend entire days in bed because I actually couldn't get up. I was so fried cognitively from all this thinking that I was just exhausted. Not only that, but you know, I've spent, I've actually got like problems <laughs> that I need to like, you know, rebuild. Like a lot of my friends I haven't seen in like a long time. There's, there's been other stuff going on in my life that I've just completely neglected because of this thing and that's painful but the thing is is like when you establish a mission for your company and when your business is more about like solving a huge problem and becoming the best in 20 30 years you start to think differently because my business is no longer a vehicle for my material gain or for my ego right because that's usually what a business is when you begin is you start because of some negative emotion towards yourself or towards other people you want people to perceive you to be better and you just want to make some money so you can have some fun that's usually what happens right but once you satisfy those drives and desires as i have done many times over in the last couple of years it becomes extremely difficult to maintain linear or even non-linear exponential business growth when there's no psychological motivation pushing the founder of the business to actually expand i believe the like the key to that sort of nine month period that i've been through that building phase the 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 phase of pure pain which is greater than anything i've ever experienced before work-wise is to love what you do it's very hard to work hard on something that you don't love and this is this is mirrored perfectly by people you see who consistently like self-sabotage themselves here's the thing like people get this all messed up because i'm not saying that you need to love what you do to work because initially if you're building a company first like one or two years they're going to be really difficult and you're not going to love the work at all you're going to hate your niche you're going to hate your mentor for telling you to get into it you're going to hate yourself everything's not fun in the first couple of years but my point is that once you've taken yourself out of first world poverty right and what i mean by first world poverty is you you then have enough money to say fuck you to everyone and go where the hell you want whenever you want you have no boss you have financial security through yourself and your own responsibilities as opposed to other people like when you've done that and maslow's high 
hierarchy of needs is met, you self-actualize financially and you no longer have anyone to tell you what to do and you are responsible and free because that's really where freedom comes from is personal responsibility, which is a story for another day. When that's happened, you need something else to keep you going. So it's like momentum, right? If you imagine your business as a car and the acceleration, you put you putting your foot on the gas or you accelerating initially in the first one to two years of business, you're accelerating with all of your psychological bullshit. And what I mean by that is all of this like drive, the anger at yourself for not making enough money, the anger at someone, people for laughing at you for being broke or, or the terror of having to live a normal life and having a nine to five. Like we start businesses not because of normal, rational, objectively reasonable reasons. There's always hatred or some sort of negative emotion. Seldom are we motivated to move towards things because usually we're more motivated to move away from things. So people people project this 10 grand a month goal and they think, oh, I want to get 10 grand a month. It's like, no, you don't. You just want to get away from one grand a month. <laughs> people are like, I want my own business and I want to make six figures. It's like, well, you think you want that, but the reason you want that is because you don't want what, what you don't want what you currently have right now. So it's much easier to be motivated by that stuff. So anyway, back to the car thing. So when you're accelerating with negative emotion, typically, once you have satisfied the drive and the desire that you set out to satisfy. So for example, let's say that growing up, you, your family was really poor, you got really angry at the world and you wanted to make enough money so you could pay, you pay for your parents' mortgage and you know, you feel financially secure. Once you've locked that in, all of the initial drive and motivation that you had to build things stops. So for the first year or two, your car is fueled by like the fossil fuel of rage, essentially, or anxiety or insecurity or fear. And you might not think it is, but if you look hard enough, you will find that. It's ugly, but it's true. And the problem is, is like over time, as the car speeds up to the point at which you've achieved escape velocity from your previous situation, the emotional poverty that you were in before, the trauma, the, the vacuum, whatever it was you're trying to get away from, the car slows down. And then the problem with the car slowing down is if the car slows down and stops, then the, everything that you were trying to run away from catches up with you. So it's kind of like if you're if you're running a business and you're driving a car and you're accelerating, like you have to realize that there's another car behind you. It's like Subway Surfer. You know, when you play Subway Surfer and there's like a there's like a security guard chasing the guy right that's your past okay so when you're driving the car and you're moving it forward and you're you're accelerating accelerating and trying to get away from this old situation that old situation is 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 on your tail it's haunting you and so if you stop and you and you just let the car slow down and that's it and bang no more no more driving if you if you look back you're going to see that past is creeping up because it's gonna it wants to catch up with you that's how the world works right and so the point here that i'm trying to make with the whole long-term thinking thing is once you've satisfied the base drives and desires and you feel more emotionally in tune because you you have manifested a reality that aligns with a sense of like emotional urgency once you've once you've manifested that you need the reason to keep fucking going and so this is where it comes into the fact that he who has a why can bear almost any how. And so what I'm trying to say is once you've built your life the way you want it to, first couple of years of business, that is what I call a personal mission. You're creating something for yourself and typically no larger than yourself. And for as long as you are self-motivated, it's very difficult to build something that is any bigger than you because your motivation, and I use motivation, it's a very fickle sort of thing. I'm, I'm talking more about drive, but if you take your motivation, if it's just for you, then you're only gonna build something for you and because you are finitely constrained as a universal entity, there's not really much to grow around you. There's only so much money you can make before, you know, you're not going to have a huge impact. And so 
The second that my motivation shifted away from me to other people, that's when I started to really, that's when the foot was on the gas and the foot never comes off the gas. Because, you know, initially when you start a business, you're trying to solve personal problems, right? You want to escape a situation. You want to build something for yourself. You get to a point where you've done that. And when that happens, because it will, if you've got enough motivation and emotion behind it, either that or you become bitter and poor, which you don't want. When you've achieved that, it's like you need to level your motivation up and go beyond yourself and become selfless in your incentive, which is very hard to do. And most people fail. That's why most people plateau. It's why most people, they hit like a specific thing and then they, they never go beyond that. It's usually because they're motivated internally and once the motivation is achieved, there's no reason to keep going. So my solution to this in my company was to create a vision and the company then becomes the vehicle to the facilitation or manifestation of that vision, right? That's the objective. And so I have this big, you know, North Star, Polaris Star, the thing that's guiding me. If you're wondering what that is for my company, it's to make client acquisition easy. Like that is my objective. And I want, like I see a problem and it's, there's a massive injustice in the market right now where perfectly talented entrepreneurs or perfectly motivated good people who want to build businesses to escape realities and they hate and they want to help people right because you're a good person right you're not starting this business out of some sort of malice you're not you're not mr burns or you're not you know some awful person who wants to you know create an oil company and start killing polar bears you probably just want to make your life better take responsibility for people you love that have some freedom and some fun and help people in the process that's 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 your motivation and the fact that client acquisition is the main obstacle or barrier between you exactly what you want to achieve which as far as i'm concerned is very pure and good but client acquisition prevents you from doing that so my my objective is to remove this obstacle from people such as yourself and by doing that i able i'm able to make the world a better place and have some sort of impact and so my motivation now goes way above and beyond personal gain and it's way more about impact or making a dent on the world right because you know i used to think this with my old gym marketing agency we'd make money and we'd get clients but what brought me way more satisfaction and joy with the work was the people we introduce to the gyms because i know if i introduce a thousand people even fuck even if i introduce 10 people to a gym six or seven of them would go into the gym and maybe two or three of them would buy the membership and then maybe one of them would actually stick it out and change their life and that's what i started working for was the people whose lives i could change and so now when i wake up and you know when i wake up at 6 a.m on a monday morning and i've got 12 hours of of critical thinking project development and recording to do for my product if i haven't got like a really fucking good reason to get out of bed to get on with that then I'm not going to do it. And I can't pull internal motivations from myself and say, hey, mate, come on, because this is the way that you're going to make that extra million because I've got enough money. I don't need more stuff. I don't, I have the, I have the car I want. I've got, I live in a very comfortable house. I don't need anything else. So I can't, I can't at 6 a.m. in the morning remind myself of, you know, oh yeah, but you're working towards this new C63 SAMG. It doesn't matter because as far as I'm concerned, I don't need it, right? So you have to ask yourself, well, what am I doing here? Like he who has a why can bear any house. So what is your why? And this is a question that is extremely hard to answer. But I can tell you that initially your why will be to do with some sort of negative emotion. It will be with to do with proving people wrong and you're going to find it. And when you when you get really reflective, you'll find something that makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. My why at the beginning with, with my business was rejection, right? I, I didn't, I was awful with women. I didn't have never, I'd never had like a proper girlfriend. And I was well aware of the fact that I was broke and that women didn't really like guys that were broke or at least not the women that I wanted, right? And so that was my motivation for a very long, you know, long period of time in my life. The, the reason I started my first business was to get girls. And I was deeply insecure and I was deeply worried and anxious about like my sex life and with women and stuff. And I'm being transparent with you here, right? It can be uncomfortable to hear and say, but but ultimately it wasn't until I realized that, like, why am I doing all this work? Oh yeah, for pussy. <laughs> 
And then when you come to terms with these dark motivations, you can align your actions to actually enable you to achieve them. And the irony is I found that once I achieved it, like it, it was it was fine, right? And then I was able to achieve that thing that I wanted, right? The long story short here is you're going to form into two categories and 80% of you will fall into the first one, which is you're motivated by something dark. You need to find out what that motivation is and you need to you need to listen to it because emotions are parts of ourselves, unconscious parts of ourselves, segments of our character that can't talk to us, right? So an emotion is a, is a deep part of you, a deep, deep part of you trying to communicate. And so if you've got a sense of anger or rage or anxiety or insecurity, and for some reason that is pushing you towards a company and building a business and, and, and manifesting a reality that is typically abnormal or idiosyncratic in respect to conventional society, then you need to dig into that. You need to find out what's going on. Because if you can actually connect with that drive, nothing is more fucking powerful. Connecting with a, an internal drive like that, as far as I'm concerned, is like striking oil if you're digging for oil. So you need to see your mind as like a, an oil field and you're looking for reasons as to why you need to do the work. And what you're doing is you're, you're going to one part of the mind and you're drilling down. And you drill down by asking why enough time. Like, why do I feel this? Why does that make me feel like that? Why, 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 why? Until you get to the bottom of the fact that maybe, you know, when you were five years old, your your dad told you you couldn't have anything for your birthday because he had no money. Something like that. Or just, just, if, you give, if you go far enough and you, you, you dig into enough points of the mind, you will strike oil. And when you strike that oil, you can use that oil as fuel. You can barrel it up, you know, and you can take it into work and bang. You're going to, you will, once you find it, bang. <laughs> So that was that was something that I've learned. And once you have dug up the oil, the personal motivation, you need to find another source of energy because the thing about oil is that it's not renewable. It's not sustainable, right? You're going to dig up that oil. And once you once you keep digging and digging and digging, probably going to get where you are. And by the time you get where you are, the reserves will be emptied. And if you're not careful, your past will catch up with you as it does. And so you need to then start looking for other sources of clean, renewable energy. And that's one way to look at it as a metaphor. You need you need a source of energy that isn't going to go away for 30, 40, 50 years. You, you want a source of energy that isn't going to go away for the rest of your lifetime. And truthfully, the only source of energy you can get you know, psychologically like that is going to be something like a big vision or a big problem. So you see an injustice in the world. You see a group like this is my example. I see a group of people, young entrepreneurs who want to make something of themselves, who are miserable, they're depressed, they're very unhappy, and all they want is to live a better life themselves so they can take care of their family and help other people in the process. There's a massive group of those people. They try to do that, then they run into this big problem of client acquisition, and that stops them from manifesting the goodness inside of them. That is why I spend 2,000 hours building products. That is why I'm willing to burn, to take myself to the point of burnout four or five times. That is why in the last six months, I've started to develop a little nervous twitch where I'm sort of like twitching around because I've been working so much. And I know that health-wise, it's not sustainable to work extremely hard and take yourself to points at which you burn out. And I appreciate that. And I, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, but sometimes you just have to do it and face the consequences, deal with the stuff you've created later, deal with all the mess. And that's why I'm doing now. I thought that when I finished the recording, I'd be able to relax and calm down, but I've, I haven't, I've never felt more on edge and stressed and exhausted. And, and that's natural. So I understand that. But this is the point is it's very difficult for your unconscious and conscious mind to justify sacrifice if the reason for the sacrifice isn't significant. Okay. So that's something I've learned. 
and it's something I wanted to add to my YouTube video journal, so to speak. And yeah, I hope you derive some value from it. There's no real moral of the story. It's just, this is what I've been working on. This is where my mind is at the moment. And I'm hoping that by sharing this with you, something resonates, something clicks, or maybe I answer some questions or help you deal with some problems you're facing. Because that's really what I'm here to do. I want to make client acquisition easy. So that's that. If by chance you are struggling with client acquisition, you can click the first link in the description. I don't want to sit here and, you know, try and pitch you anything. I'll let the, the funnel do the talking. So you don't have to schedule a call I, I don't care if you book a call or if you decide to buy our product or not the main thing I care about is you making decisions that are right for your company and ultimately if you can't get clients we can solve that problem for you as we have done at this point for about 500 people so it's pretty serious shit but you can check it out if you want and yeah if you like the video there's a button that you can click to denote that you liked it it helps the algorithm show you more videos like this that you might denote value from in the future as opposed to shitty youtube shorts of people on yachts you can comment any stuff you want to comment below and also if you subscribe it would really make me smile thank you so much and i'll see you in the next one